All right. You can't go wrong with YouTube. Come on, somebody. And so as we kick this off this morning, I, I, lo- I love the tagline to that song. I still haven't found what I'm looking for because, you know, so many in people, people in life, they're searching. And, and through that search, we try new things, we buy new things, we meet new people, we, we go through methods of life and thinking, hey, if I could just find this, this is going to release my potential. If I could buy this, this might make me happy enough where I'll, I'll be settled and, and my life will be changed. And, or if I go to this city or I, I move to this town or, you know, just through the course of life, how many of you know that, that the grass isn't greener on the other side? that God has something that he wants to release in you, do in you, working through you, and that's to every single person. I'm not here to tell you God's going to make everybody famous and and those kind of things, but what I am going to tell you is is that God wants to work through your life, and he wants to use your life as a tool and a light, come on, to be his witness, not only in San Angelo, but around the world. Amen? And so, you know, Americans by nature, we're the the biggest consumers in the world. We consume over 50% of all the world's goods. I mean, we know how to consume. We know how to buy the right truck. We know how to have the American dream. Uh, You know, we we know how to do our lawn the right way. I mean, everything is is consumption. But I have have news for you this morning that potential is not released through consumption. Potential is released by giving your life away. And uh, the scripture says here, I want to kind of jump in this in Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10. And I'm not preaching a Valentine's message, and whoever decided to do Super Bowl and Valentine's on the same kind of weekend, man, what a recipe for romance, right? And so, you know, share the guy today, but tomorrow, tomorrow man, she's all yours, okay? You know, it's kind of, kind, of, kind of a weird weekend for, you know, we've never had the Super Bowl this late, and so uh, whoever thought that through wasn't thinking very well, right? But Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, somebody say, I'm finding my life. It says, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, say good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Now, key word there, that we should walk in them. He didn't say it's a guarantee, but he says that we should walk in them, that he created us beforehand. He's got potential. He's given you a talent. He's given you uh, 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 giftings to function in the totality of life. You know, here at the Life Church, we have all kinds of people that function in many different roles, but, they're big, but we're big influences, Right? And, and, and your time, your talent, your totality, your family, your money, everything that you have belongs to God or should belong to God, right? And so he says here, he said, he prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Now, thinking, thinking how simple that sounds, God gave me this, this workmanship. He, he created me in Christ Jesus for good works. He prepared it beforehand, but he said that we should. He didn't say that we would. He said that we should. And so our, our goal here at the Life Church is to get people connected in, in that they would go, not that they should go. And we all know that we should give. We all know that we should worship. We all know that we should be a friend. And we all know that we should love our neighbor as ourselves. But it's a lot different, come on, when, you start, when we start doing that in our lives. And we can give many testimonies of how, you know, you take your life, what's in your hands today, and you decide that nothing is mine. I, I'm, I'm willing to give it away. I'm, I'm going to use my life, my gift, my talent to make a difference, come on, in this world, because I'm a representation of Jesus, right? And so it's getting people to make that stand. Now, I kind of want to jump into some things this morning. I'm starting kind of a mini-series called Finding Your Life, but what we want to do in this, there's some things that we got to lay out before we just jump in. And so, so he's telling us here that we should walk as, as Christ's workmanship. 
we should represent that. That should be a part of our lives. And, and, and I'm believing that in, here at the Life Church, you, you see it. There are people here, they're walking in that. And if you're not walking in that and you're, and you're looking for life and you're looking in, in that, that mindset that I still haven't found what I'm looking for, I believe today you're going to get a little more clarity, clarity on that as you continue to take your steps towards your destiny. Amen? And so Paul speaks of it this way. He said there are hidden treasures within earthen vessels. There are hidden treasures within earthen vessels. In other words, there's things in you that can only be unlocked by a relationship with Jesus. And, and it's not going to come by, by the next wave. It's not going to come by the next trip. It's not going to come by meeting the right person or just confessing the right thing. There's things in you that can only be unlocked. Jesus said it this way. He said, I'll give you keys to the kingdom. And so each and every one of your life, beyond just purpose today, there's unique giftings, there's talents, there's things that are stirring in you, there's things that you dream about that, that, that God placed there, but the only way to unlock them isn't going to the next conference, it isn't, isn't showing up to hear the next speaker, the only way to unlock those gifts that are inside of you is to develop an identity and a relationship personally with Jesus Christ himself. And through that process, he opens things up. And so I've said it before, God's not formula. I don't do A, B, C, and D, and then God's going to magically let the box open and things happen. God puts things on the inside of you so that you'll go on a destiny search and you'll discover who he is. And listen to me, church, you won't discover who you are until you discover who he is. And as we get a hold of that, and that begins to stir in us, all of a sudden, you know, life begins to look different. So, you know, the last couple of weeks, uh, you know, been busy weeks, but there's been things in me and, and my wife personally that have just been awakened. Like, you know they're there, but God says, hey, let it sleep. And then all of a sudden, things start happening, God starts speaking, and things awaken. And then as soon as they awaken, come on, here comes the enemy, trying to talk you out of it, Right? And so this morning, I want to help you in that journey. So Ecclesiastes chapter 11, I'm sure you read that, that book often, right? Ecclesiastes chapter 11, and, and 1 through 3, we're not going to get into this whole thing, but we will break this down over the next couple of weeks. But, but Ecclesiastes chapter 11, verse 1 says this, it says, cast your bread upon the waters, for you will find it after many days. I love the way that this verse is put together. It's kind of a mystery. But he says, cast your bread upon the waters, for you will find it in many days. Now, if you know any, anything about teachings on bread, bread in, in ancient culture represented uh, uh, sustaining life. And so really bread, and what we're talking about this morning, when he says, cast your bread, he's talking about your life, your talent, everything that's, that's in the totality of life. He's talking about you. Look at your neighbor and say, he's talking to you. And so he tells us, cast your bread upon the waters. In other words, give your life. Give your life. He says, for you will find it after many days. Give a serving to seven, also to eight. We'll talk about that uh, uh, in the next couple of weeks. He says, for you do not know uh, what evil will be on the earth if the clouds are full of rain. If the clouds are full of rain, they empty themselves upon the earth. And the tree falls to the south, to the north. In the place where the tree falls, there it shall lie. I mean, you look at a verse like that and think, that sounds pretty, but what, is it, you know, what does that mean? There's so much to that, and I don't have to, we're not going to break all that down this morning, but I want to talk about casting your life, taking your life and giving it away. The word water there, you know, as always, unless it's talking about a specific body of water in the Bible, the word, the word water is talking about people. In other words, take your life, your totality, everything you are, your giftings, your relationships, your money, everything that you have in life, and be willing to give it away so that people can be reached. That's what he's talking about today. 
And so there's things in you that won't be unlocked until a giving nature takes place. You know, I, I, you know there's a difference in life between being wealthy and being generous. There's a difference in life between, you know, having, having everything you need and, and, and being willing to give it away. Generosity is always the key of God. And as soon as Jesus, listen, he loved us beforehand. We are his workmanship beforehand. That was before you were ever thought in mom and daddy's eyes. He said that you, his workmanship is on you. In other words, you've been crafted by Jesus. You've been crafted by the Holy Spirit. God put some things in you, and to some people, some of the giftings on the inside of you seem strange. Some of you grew up different, and people thought, man, what's wrong with that guy or that woman? They have a different way of thinking, or you know, there's so many different gifts that flow out there. But listen, there are some core things that God, there's some innate things that God put on the inside of you that are uniquely gifted to you. Listen to me, and don't be ashamed of that. As long as it's in the will of God, following the scripture, following the destiny of God that he spoke beforehand. Come on, you, don't, you need to learn to be proud of being you and get excited about that. Listen to me, when you look in the mirror, look in that mirror and say, my gosh, look what God created. Listen to me. And, that, and people think, well, that sounds arrogant. Listen, until you love yourself, you'll never love your neighbor. And so we've got to fix this thing, this thing that the enemies used uh, since the time we were born, that talks us out of the will of God. It talks us out of casting our bread. And, and, and the scripture says when you cast your life, when you cast your bread upon the waters, it says in many days it will find you because what ends up happening is, listen, church, whatever you sow, you will reap in life. And if, you, if we sow generosity, we're going to reap generosity. If we, if, we sow, if we sow life into marriages, we're going to reap that in our marriage. If, we, if, we, if we're willing to give and we're kind and we're gentle, which is called the fruit of the Spirit, is working us, in us all the time, then, then there's things that God has that are just, just specifically unique. But listen to me, it always comes back, and when it comes back, it comes back multiplied. You know, you're like, we used to just be the Life Church. Now we're Life Church in San Angelo, Texas, and Arlington, Texas. We used to have one school in San Angelo, Texas. Now they're in Midland and Abilene and Arlington and taking over the DFW area because, listen, today is your lowest level because God does exceedingly and abundantly above anything you can ask or think. And people think, well, if I could just meet the right person, if I, you know, if I could just get it all together, if I could manipulate this, maybe they'll pay attention to me. Listen to me. Jesus is paying attention to you every day. He's just waiting for you to respond and say, hey, help me discover who I am. I don't have to make things happen. I don't have to manipulate for things to happen. I'm in complete trust in my identity in Christ. And then God says, hey, you start on Jackson. Come on, I'm going to give you Melrose. I'm going to take you from Melrose. Come on, I'm going to give you 3301 TLC Way. I'm going to take you from TLC Way to the Philippines. And then I'm going to take you to your senior pastor preaching in front of 2,000 pastors a week. Come on, online. And then it goes from there. And hey, we're going to start a church in Arlington. I'm going to give you Arlington. I'm going to give you Fort Worth. Come on, we are reaching the world from 3301 TLC Way. And listen to me, if you're a guest today looking for a church, look no, more, look no further because you just found it. And together, listen, we are reaching and touching and going. Come on. That makes me want to wear a Cowboys jersey. Come on, somebody. But God has more. Let's look at somebody and say, God has more. And, we, you know, it's not just in the next book or the next thing. Listen, he's already in you. Can I, can I read some scripture to you? And we're going to come back to that verse uh, the next time I speak. And so it says here, it says, or, or, or I want to jump into this. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, 1 Corinthians chapter 6, 19 through 20. And I want to give you some things on this journey. I can't jump into the rest of the verses in Ecclesiastes until we settle this. 
But in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19 through 20, it says, or do you not know, or let me say this, number one, your life is not your own. And we need to settle that. There's some things we need to settle. My, your life is not your own. Look at your, your husband and say, hey, your life is not your own. Don't get bold in that, though, because you got to go the other way. Now look at your wife and say, your life is not your own. Now look at your neighbor and say, your life is not your own. One thing I'm trying to say this morning is, your life is not your own. And as long as we are in control, we'll always do and make the same mistakes we've always made. As long as we were in control, there's certain patterns, certain habits, certain ways that always lead to the same thing. And then we lead to these desperate places and we'll say, God, if you'll get me out of this one, I promise you I'll change. And then God, God says, hey, I'll help you, but, but there's still a journey here. And then we start repeating. We just repeat and we repeat the same thing. A lot like the children of Israel, they just wondered and wondered and wondered and wondered. And so God's saying to us today, hey, there's some things that you need to settle. I said it a while ago, you can't love your neighbor until you love yourself. And so there's no arrogance in that. God restores us. He, 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 he crafts us. He molds us. He gently speaks to us. He stirs us up to new beginnings. He, he's got some things he wants us to complete, but in order to get there, there's some things that need to be done today, come on, to make sure that we become finishers. Aren't you glad the scripture says that he's the author and the he didn't say he's the, 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 the author or just the starter. He said he's the author and the finisher. There used to be a, a race in the, in the Greek Olympics, and, and in that race it wasn't who ran the fastest. And they would walk, they would light these torches and walk for miles, and the person who won wasn't the one that got there the fastest. The person who won was those that crossed the finish line with their torch still lit. And so God, God's saying, hey, I'm not here to jazz you up, hype you up, get you all excited and that kind of thing so you can go back to how life was last Friday or you can go back to how life was on Saturday. God's saying, hey, I'm here to light your life. I'm here to light your torch so that when you walk out of here this morning, listen to me, you're on a journey and not only will you start well, but I believe there's some of you gonna rise up in your life and decide to finish well. And maybe daddy didn't do it. Maybe the neighbor didn't do it. Maybe the school didn't do it. But I believe you're going to do it because there's something bigger. And it's Christ in us, the scripture says, the hope of glory. But it says here, do you not know, 1 Corinthians 6, or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you? Somebody say, in me. Say it again, in me. He didn't say around you. He didn't say in a wall. He didn't say in the building. He says that the Holy Spirit is in you and that you're his temple and it says, whom you, have, whom you have from God. And you are not your own. And you are not your own. And you are not your own. Well, I, I'm in the church, but man, I like doing my own thing. Well, come on, tiny dancer. Let's see what you got, right? That's what I call Uncle Mark over there, tiny dancer. I wasn't talking about him in that. You're not your own. Let's just stay on that. And you are not your own. But, but, but I got all these giftings, but you are not your own. Maybe it's not time yet. Well, I got these things starting. I think Pastor Walt ought to do this, but, 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 but you're not your own. Submission isn't the agreement. Come on, somebody. Submission is doing what you're called to do even when you don't agree. And so, so if we're submitted to God, everybody say Submitted and you want the blessing of God to flow through your life and the anointing that's on the house to flow through your life, then we've got to realize, hey, I am not my own. There's nothing I have that belongs to me. Everything I have starts and finishes. Come on, somebody. We're just stewards. We're just a, we're just a, a, a temple. 
And each of you have treasures on the inside of you, things God wants to release, but you're not going to do it doing what you've always done. It comes through a settling in the fact that, hey, my life is not my own. Let's read a little further here. It says, you were bought at a price. You were bought at a price. Therefore, glorify in your body and in your spirit, which are, which are, which are, which are, not the tailors. Come on. Not yours. You're right. God. Somebody say God. And, and, and through the process, it's hard, to, it's hard as human beings to understand that. But listen to me. This body's a temple. We were created. Spirit. And Jesus said, worship me in spirit and in truth. He, and the reason we can worship in spirit is because we are a spirit. And, and the Holy Spirit lives on the inside of us, and, and, and he begins to perfect our faith and begins to work and to mold. But listen, it starts with having the right mindset. Listen, I, I, I can't do, I can only do what I know how to do. The scripture says that, the, that my people are destroyed because of a lack of knowledge. I can only do what I know how to do. And so the more I know how to do in scripture, then, then I can begin to walk out and take steps. But we can't just expect, because some, you know, we tell stories from 1950, like everybody has an idea what you're talking about. Listen to me. This is 2022. We've got to catch some people up. We've got a generation that took it over, made the difference, and we've got an up-and-coming generation. Come on, somebody. Who, who has to carry on the same path, the same legacy in Jesus. So we got to find a way to work this thing together. Listen, and, and, and what, what we identify with, my kids weren't born in, in 19. I was born in uh, 19. I was born in 1976. It's like the year Elvis died, you know, somewhere in there. That's what makes that significant, right? That's just my weird sense of humor. But, but listen to me. My kids can't relate to 1976. You know, my, my son was talking this morning. He said, hey, do you know, I can't believe Tom Brady's not playing anymore. I said, he's 175 years old huh? in dog years. And, 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 then, and then he said, really? I said, I said, Tom Brady graduated a year after I graduated high school. And he, he looks at me and he goes, well, I know why he decided to quit now. I was like, don't come to me, Jack, when you need some money. I tell you, the clouds will not be full of rain at that point. But we gotta, we've got to understand our life is not our own. You know, when I was coaching at, at TLCA, we went through two, two years of building, and it was a very difficult time. We, we, you know, we've told the story a lot of times. At that time, I think we, at the first year, we were probably the worst team in the nation, and I believe that. But we were building those kids, speaking to those kids, and, and continued to, to try to get them to that certain point. After losing the 20th game at that, that second season, we went out to the practice field over in Melrose and, and we took a bunch of those game balls that we'd played with for two years. And I stood in front of those kids and I said, today marks a whole new level. What's happened in the past is gone. And we dug a hole out there, so if they ever start digging, they're gonna find these at some point, but we dug this big old hole out there and I had those kids throw all those footballs in that, in that, in that uh, hole and, and we, we covered them up and we, de we declared that the past was gone and they were going to go on a journey, come on, of success, and, and, and begin to win. You know, and this isn't about sports or anything like that, but, it, but it's about settling some things. And we settled some things with those kids in that moment, and those kids went on a, a, a beautiful run. They ended up two years later going three, three rounds deep in the playoffs and became the Army Team Strong of the Year, and, and I wasn't there to be a part of that, but I was there in part of that building process that helped decide, hey, yesterday is gone. The losses of yesterday will not determine, listen to me, the successes of our future. 
we will move from this point. We will shift from this point. And, and in your life, listen, you've got to decide that when you gave your life to Jesus, it's like a funeral took place. Maybe today you need to dig a hole and throw all that shame and that hurt and that bitterness, all the things that talk to you on a regular basis, and just make a decision. These things are no longer going to talk to my future. These things are no longer going to be the thing that drives me in life. And listen, there's nothing to be shameful about. The scripture says, confess your faults one to another, that healing may come. And so, but you got to be willing to settle the fact that your life is not your own. Your life is not your own. But I don't feel like it today. But your life is not your own. I don't feel like tithing. You know, things are tight. Your life is not your own. Watch, God, watch what God will do. If somebody come to you today and said, hey, I'm going to give you a million dollars. How many of you would take it? Quit lying. Come on, raise your hand. About 50% of you played the lottery last night. And so in this process, listen to me. And if they came to you and said, but in order for that to happen, I'm going to keep 100000 Hope my math's right in that. How many of you would take that deal? Well, God says, hey, he's going to bless the 90 if you'll give the 10. It's not trick trickery. Come on, somebody. If you're going to play the lottery, you've got a better chance of getting struck by lightning. Anyway, 17 times, they say. God says, hey, I'm not playing games with you. Either, your life's, either you're in or you're out. Either your life's in or your life is out. But if you're in... I'm going to bless the 90. Come on, somebody. And I'm going to take you through a whole different place and strategy. And it opens up new windows. It opens up new thoughts, new patterns, and those kind of things. But we've got to decide our life is not my own. Come on, look at somebody and say, my life is no longer mine. Look at somebody and say, your life is no longer yours. And there's some things that we settle. Number two, thing, second thing we've got to settle is this. We've got to settle the conversations within ourselves. Do you know the person you talk to the most is you? It's not your wife, it's not your husband, it's not your, your classroom, your neighbors, your, your place that you work. The person that you talk to is you, and, and, and we don't realize that or think about that, but I know personally I talk to myself all the time. And my wife will be like, hey, what would you say? I'm like, nothing, I'm just talking to myself. And she just looks at me like I've lost my mind, but, but, but I carry on the conversation. I like what Sherry says, not only do I talk to myself, but I answer myself. That's when you know you got a screw loose. Come on. <laughs> Just kidding. And so, so in the process of, of settling some of the conversations in the Scripture, there's a lot of people that talk to themselves. I got to read this, and it, and it really spoke to me. Psalms 42, verse 5, David said this. He's talking to himself. He said, why are you cast down on my soul? Why are you in turmoil within, within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise him who's my salvation. I mean, he's being real with himself. But he's settling some things. Why, why are you acting like this? He's just talking to himself. Why, why, why do you keep going back to the things that you, you know you shouldn't do? David's just talking to himself. And, and it's okay because you're constantly doing that. Listen to me. There is a voice of the enemy, but you have authority over that. If we could settle the voice within ourselves, the conversations to ourselves, listen to me, a lot of things would get straightened out in life. And so, so you know, in the process... I look at, 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 at uh, uh, Matthew chapter 9, verse 21. It's the woman with the issue of blood. And the scripture said that she had had this issue for 12 years and, 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 and just continued the same disease, the same medical problem for 12 straight years. And then the scripture said that this, and it's really powerful, and it says, and she said to herself, she said to herself, if only I can touch the hem of his garment. I can be made well. 
But the conversation didn't start with the people around her. In order to touch that hymn, which represented the Torah, represented the Word of God, how many of you know the hymn, the hymn there's hymn in all kinds of different levels, but I, don't, I, don't, I think she was at the bottom of the crowd. She was in a place of reaching out, a place of desperation. For 12 years, she carried this thing, but she decided to change the conversation within herself. And she, the scripture says, and she said, I find that to be beautiful. It's, you know, it, getting people to that point is hard. Because you say, hey, you're going to make it, maybe. Things can turn around. I hope so. Life can get better. Mm. As a pastor, you see a lot of different responses. And, and, and in life, you see that you're trying to stir, you're trying to move. You, you can see it on people. Hey, if they'll just get it. But this lady for 12 years had the wrong conversation. But she was in the right place at the right time when Jesus came in, the name above all names, Yeshua, we sang about it earlier, beautiful story. But what made it powerful wasn't that she got healed, that's what Jesus does, he's the healer. What made it powerful is she said to herself, and I can, I can see her pain in the mirror for 12 years. I'm still sick today. The year goes by. I'm still sick today. I'm still hurting today. I'm not good enough today. I'm unclean compared to society today. And over and over and over again for 12 straight years. And then she gets a revelation that my life is not my own. My life is not my own. Jesus walks by something shifted on the inside of her and she made the statement and said said to herself if only I can touch the hem of his garment I will be made well how many of you are sitting in this room today and you've looked in the mirror you've had the same conversation within yourself for years talking yourself out of the will of God talking yourself out. I've done too much wrong. I'm, I'm too shameful. I don't come from the right name. But nobody accepts me. They don't understand me. I'm not beautiful. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not gifted enough. And God, God's waiting for that moment just like we are as a staff and elders and pastors and those things to, for you to rise up after 12 years and say, or how many years and say, and she said to herself, if only I could touch the hem of his garment, I will be made well. And something in that moment was settled. And she got her healing. And Jesus said, because of your faith, you've been made well. So maybe you're here today. Maybe you've been discouraged a long time. Maybe you're, you're in a place where you've heard the truth. And you should be walking in the will of God. God, ha God created you beforehand for that purpose. But my goal today is that you will be walking in the will of God. Stand to your feet with me this morning. Every head bowed and every eye closed. Father, we thank you. We ask you to stir us, Lord, to whole new levels. I wrote this down this morning. Just while you're worshiping, every head bowed and every eye closed. I felt like the Lord spoke this to me. It says, when I studied this, it wasn't this emotional, but it hit today. Because I think there's pain in the room that God wants to heal. But life is not meant to have it all figured out. It's meant for you to recognize how faithful God is 
in every single second of your journey and then and discover how powerful his love is but maybe you're here today and you said pastor you're right and listen i couldn't go on in that in that verse in ecclesiastes until we settle some of these things but maybe you're here today and you say pastor i need to settle some things today there's things in me i know are out of place out of alignment as as hector said earlier there's some things in me that need to be shifted there's some things in in me i know what i should do but i haven't been That's between you and God right there, but we're going to release some power in this place here in a second. Maybe you've been carrying something for years, but you've decided your conversation within yourself today is changing. After 12 years, she said to herself, if only I can touch the hem of his garment, I'll be made well. I believe God wants to restore some things. There's a song we sing, and I'm going to pray right after this. And it says, I'm already loved. I'm already chosen. I know who I am. And I know what you've spoken, and that is enough. Every head bowed and every eye closed. If that's you today and you say, Pastor, I've got some things that need to be settled. I've got to settle that I, I, I belong to God. I belong to Jesus. I've got to settle some things in my voice. There's voices that speak to me, but I have authority over those. But I need to take control over my own voice into my life and the conversation within myself. If any of those things relate to you, raise your hand this morning. I want to pray for you. I see those hands. Listen to me. We're going to release the power of God in here. I believe God's going to shift some things. But always, it always starts by a a slight change. It always starts by a slight change, just like the lady with the issue of blood. Father, we thank you. Say this with me today. Father, we thank you. We thank you for your will. We thank you for your word. I thank you today, Father, you're helping me. I speak to the voices within myself. And I tell you, line up with the word of God. I speak to me and I say, I am good enough. I am the righteousness of God. I can do all things through Christ who strengthened me. I am beautiful. I am handsome. Say that again. I am beautiful and I am handsome. I have a gift that God's placed in me and it would be selfish of me to bury it deep. I want to give it away. I want to cast my bread and cast my life upon the water for more people to be touched. See, God always takes it to a place that's bigger than you. When you get into that and he takes it to the place that's bigger than you, all of a sudden your problem's not the main focus, but it's going to another nation, another city, another neighborhood, another home, another home group. And so let's let God stir you up today. Say this with me. Holy Spirit, I am the temple of the living God. Holy Spirit, live in me. I activate you to speak to me, to remind me when I'm hurting, to remind me when I'm doubting, that you guide me into all truth. And listen, be sensitive to that. Be sensitive to the Holy Spirit speaking. Be sensitive to the still, small voice. And so really what we've come down to this morning is we're taking authority over our lives. God's a God of order. God's a God that wants to balance you. He wants to take you to different places. And some of you, you're shifting today. All of a sudden, the dream's awake again. All of a sudden, there's something you're stirring that hadn't stirred in a long time. I got, I got a word for somebody today. The words that were spoken over you that defeated you as a child, God is healing right now and releasing right now. There's somebody you're sick in your body, you're sick in your, your back, or you're sick in somewhere in the lower extremities. God says he wants to heal you right now. I just speak that healing. We're just in obedience with God this morning. 
Listen to me. I'm going to watch the Super Bowl and not think about it again. Listen to me. But in this moment, God wants to release. There's some curses, some things that's been spoken. God's breaking them in the name of Jesus. Those aren't cute songs. Come on, that's a way of life for us. And there's someone here, listen to me. When you walked in here this morning, you said to yourself, I don't even know why I'm going. Nobody knows who I am. But you know what? God has something totally shifting different in you. Listen to me. There's something awakening. There's an awakening happening this morning. There's an awakening happening in some of you. Listen to me. Don't bury it. Don't bury it. When you get a word from God, maybe you got a word from God last Sunday when, when Prophet Ed was here. Listen to me. Take the steps. Let God begin to move it. Let him begin to shape it. We don't have to know how it all looks like. We just have to say yes and walk that out in Jesus' name. But I believe some healings are taking place right now. And Father, we thank you today for your goodness. Father, we thank you for your people today. We ask you to stir them up to good work, stir them up to a new way of living. Father, today that we've settled some things within us. And Father, I believe that that miracles are happening. There's awakening happening in certain people's lives today. And I believe that it doesn't have to be the same. I really believe that. Holy Spirit, speak to us during the week. Speak to us, guide us. Take us to a whole nother level. And we thank you today, Father, as we walk out of here today. We walk out victorious. We walk out the righteousness of God. We walk out the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. We walk out filled with love. We walk out with authority over the enemy. In Jesus' name, I see it in my spirit. There's some of you going to stand in your mirror this week and make new declarations. That the 12 years, the long journey of pain is over, but you're going to switch the conversation within yourself. Listen to me and get ready for it. God's going to do something in you. He's going to refresh something in you. I also feel this in my heart this morning. I'm just going to warn you, there is an enemy. He'll try to talk you out of it. Listen to me. If so, go back to live stream, listen to this message again. Or go call an elder, get to a group on Wednesday night, whatever it takes. Get community in your life. But listen to me. I can see it. I see it in my spirit. There's some of you are going to have notepads all over your mirror. Some things happening in the mirror. We're going to settle some things in the mirror. Listen to me. And we're going to keep connecting God with our people with God's purpose here at the Life Church. It's bigger than we are. Come on, somebody. Listen, we love you. God bless you.